At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the nightcap, hour number three. Yeah, put up those number three. Hour number three here on the nightcap. That is Sean King, proud Tulane Green Wave grad, that Super Bowl champ. Is the ginger genius Tim Murray? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say the ginger genius. Uh, you've been agreeing with uh, me very much today. So I don't, See, I don't ever disagree with you. I just challenge some of your opinions. <laughs> Either you convince me then, why your opinion is right, or hopefully I bring you over to the side where the geniuses sit. Well, we'll we, we will have a, uh, a true genius on here momentarily. Facts. That'll be uh, Kenny White uh, joins us each and every week and always love picking his brain. And he's got some thoughts, too, on uh, just how much should Aaron Rodgers mean to the line. Aaron Rodgers, of course, out uh, for... This weekend against the Kansas City Chiefs, that line has ballooned up to seven and a half, got as high as eight as well. Uh, so, you know, when it comes to this game, it is it's going to be really interesting uh, to see how it all plays out. And we do have Kenny White. He joins us right now. Kenny, let's start right there before we jump into college football. Just curious your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and what he means to the line for the Green Bay Packers is now pretty much market-wide. You're looking at seven, seven and a half. 
when prior to the news, you were starting to see some Green Bay minus ones out there? Yeah, I'm uh, right on the number with me. I have a seven point drop off from Rodgers to uh, Luck, and um, I think they made I think they made the right move, which kind of surprised me. Most of the time, with my numbers, my handicap numbers, big spreads like that, they don't usually move that far. But in this case, uh, they made the right move in this game, and uh, I didn't think it would be that big of a move because the struggles we've seen from Kansas City so far. So, surprised the total actually didn't come down more than it did. Talking to Kenny White at KYD Vegas on Twitter. Joins us in this spot each and every week. So uh, a bunch of games to uh, to get to. And I'll start with uh, Ohio State at Nebraska, Kenny. This is uh, going to be a early game. So no atmosphere there in Nebraska. 11 o'clock local kick. Ohio State right now. Here at Circa, laying 14 and a half. Other spots, 15, 15 and a half. So uh, depending on who you like, you might be able to get a little uh, value on the number. Uh, Ohio State got it done. Didn't look great against Penn State, but that's a pretty good defense. And Nebraska, once again, they just can't get out of their own way. And it it is a sinking ship. Four turnovers last week kind of handed that game over to Purdue. So, Kenny, you're a numbers-based guy. Uh, What do your numbers say on Ohio State and Nebraska? Uh, Tim, hey, forgive me, my camera has gone out for some reason, but I'm still here and can hear <laughs> you guys. Uh, it's going crazy. I don't know why. But uh, Nebraska, if you go back over and look at last week's game versus Purdue, I think you'd be very amazed that the Cornhuskers completely outplayed Purdue. 6.9 yards of play to just 4.1. 2.8 yards of play, that's a ridiculous number. That's a two-touchdown win But four turnovers, all four interceptions from Adrian Martinez cost them that football game. And that's from a quarterback who only had three the entire year going into that game in 221 attempts. Uh, This is a big game for Nebraska. It's their Super Bowl. Do they play for Scott Frost? I think they do. Uh, With six losses right now, they can't afford to lose another game. They know who they have coming in. And they know how bad they've been beaten and, and embarrassed the last five years by Ohio State. So, I think you get Nebraska's best effort here in this contest. All right. I think we just lost Kenny, but Kenny is on Nebraska. He likes the Huskers there in this spot. It has been, it has been just a awful season for Nebraska, because if you look at some of their games this year, uh, you know, the Michigan game, um, State. had a chance. Michigan State, you know, they, they Illinois held, to start the year. They held Michigan State to 14 yards, but give up a punt return, losing overtime. You know, Nebraska, they they come back and or sorry, uh, Michigan, they come back and then they lose it. To Kenny's point, last week they lose to Purdue. And uh it, it's been rough there, and it's certainly the heat is on fire there for Scott Frost. So Kenny's back with us. You know, Kenny, we were just doing some potential letdown spots. And, you know, West Virginia last week, they, they got up, they bit, uh, and they bit Iowa State. Uh, so a nice win for them. And now they have to turn around. They're still at home. They played Oklahoma State. They play Oklahoma State, I should say. Uh, Sean and I were just kind of throwing this one around. No real opinion one way or the other. We've got a total of 49-and-a-half here at Circa and Oklahoma State being a three-and-a-half-point road favorite. Uh, what do you see in this Big 12 showdown? Yeah, you know, and that was Iowa State coming off a big win. Yep. So, uh, let down in that situation. I think this is a big game for both teams with Oklahoma State 4 and 1, a game and a half out from Oklahoma. 
West Virginia, after that win, is now three and four, a little momentum, trying to get back to 500. But both these teams have been under teams this year. I'm going to go under the total here. Oklahoma, six and two to the under. You really said they're six and one to the under against teams not named Kansas because they blew the Jayhawks out 55 to 55 to three. So anybody with any competition uh, was a lower scoring game than the total indicated. And the only other game that went over was the Kansas State game that went over by just three and a half points. So uh, they were a touchdown away from staying completely under almost in the schedule. Uh, on the other side, West Virginia is five and two to the under this year. Uh, their last game did go over against Iowa State, but this is a, a defense. The first really team right now. Um, I like the way they're playing on the defensive end. Uh, Derek Doji, their quarterback, has been slightly above average, but nothing special. But it's Oklahoma State's pace uh, and their their willingness to run the football and run the clock and shorten these games up. Uh, the reason I like this game. Last year, Oklahoma State won the game 27-13 at West Virginia, same spot they're playing at this year. So I'm under the 49 and a half. All right, we're talking to Kenny White at KYD Vegas on Twitter. The only matchup this week between ranked teams, Auburn at Texas A&M. Uh, I'm really impressed by Brian Harson and what he's done so far. Uh, they were an underplay for me in season win total. That's going to be a loser uh, ultimately. And then they go to Texas A&M coming off a bye. Auburn looked great against Ole Miss. The SEC is just so hard week in and week out. So you got Texas A&M laying four at home. Sean and I, you, we got a little cigar bet on this one, don't you? We you do. like you like the Tigers to keep rolling. I think Gigum uh, does bounce back in this spot. Um, what do you see in this one? Texas A&M at home off a of bye hosting Auburn uh, in that 3.30 Eastern CBS window. Yeah, I'm right on the numbers. I can't break the tie for you guys, but I'm going to go under the total here. Uh, big game for both teams. Um, I think it's a monster game. Auburn at 3-1 and one right now uh, is right there with Alabama. Could come down to that last game of the year, but Texas A&M at 3-2, and two, and with the win over Alabama, a win over Auburn here, puts them in the scenario if Alabama does drop another game that they would hold tiebreakers against several teams. So, uh, this defense has played very well for, for their Texas A&M, 14th in the country. Uh, they're 30th in uh, the rush and pass, defending both. And Auburn's defense is 29th in the country and stopped the run, and that's what A&M does best. Their passing game has been well below average with Zach Calzada at quarterback. So, yeah, I'm looking for a, for a very low-scoring football game here, a big game for both teams. Bo Nix has uh, had a couple decent road games this year after not playing well on the road his, his first couple of years. So, now we'll see if he can repeat that. I don't think so because, as you mentioned, A&M, an extra week to prepare for Auburn. I think they're in a good spot here. I think a very low-scoring game. Yeah, Mike Elko, the D coordinator there at Texas A&M, could be up for some of those, uh, those jobs available in the state of Texas. Kenny, before we continue with the bigger-name games, and maybe it is the big-name games, as the genius over here has stated, we need to give our esteemed guests a little bit more time to breathe on their favorite plays on the board. So where are you taking us? What conference? What foreign land, Kenny, are you taking us for your favorite play available on the board? Well, the, the favorite play on the board, I hate to tell you, I'm going back to the well again. Uh, lose last week with Arizona and USC over, and that was all USC, and that was like the craziest game I've seen. <laughs> Three touchdowns in the first five minutes of the game, and I said, well, this game's over. I checked back about 45 minutes later, and it was still 14-7 to 7 
with 10 minutes to go in the second quarter and USC was on their own 15 yard line. I said, well, maybe things have turned the way they're supposed to. And then I look back again and uh, I don't know, they scored four touchdowns in 10 minutes of the, of that second quarter. So things went wild. It was just a crazy game, but Arizona's offense still just drastically below average. Um, they, they had a couple of big plays in that game against USC, but that's a USC team who's really just playing for nothing right now. And coaches looking for a job. This is a different situation. There's a California team that's uh, very well coached. Uh, they've been uh, sputtering on offense a little bit. Their defense is outstanding. They've held their last four opponents to 24 points or less. I think they're in a good spot. Arizona's defense has played far better at home this year than they have on the road. Both teams are three and one to the under their last four games. Uh, I just don't see California getting more than 14 points here or Arizona getting more than 14 points in this game. And California is a team that will be very conservative. They do take their time on offense and uh, they'll, they'll play good D and they'll run this clock out in the fourth quarter. So I'm under 51. I thought this game should have been in the low forties once again. Yeah. And here at Circa, you can get 51 and a half, 51, a, a very key number in college football. So uh, if you want it, you can grab it here. I think that's the only 51-and-a-half I see in the market. Right quick, we got about a minute left, Kenny. I would be remiss if I let you get out of here without talking me off the ledge. I'm terrified that Sparty's going to Lafayette <laughs> and the number's only minus three. Please help me breathe easier. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's going to be a tough game. I think it's really tough, especially when you're coming off that win against Michigan and then traveling. Uh, both teams are well coached. Should be a great game, but you know what? I'll have to give Michigan State the advantage here in this game, but just because Kenneth Walker uh, Jr. is the third. He has just been amazing running back. Um, so that's that's the edge. If you can run it this time of year and stop the run, which I think Michigan State can do, that's an advantage. But I don't have a really a big edge. I think I made Michigan State like four. All right, Kenny. Always appreciate the time. There he is, Kenny White. At KYD Vegas on Twitter. We'll recap some of his thoughts on the other side. It's the nightcap here on the. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting. From the local perspective, there are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA with Danielle Alvari, and now our guy, another ginger genius, Will Hill. He's doing the New York City cast. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. That is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Sean King, who is the king of betting the Mac. Even though he said he wasn't going to last Action, night. action. <laughs> Is that your song? I like it. Let's see if we can get you a recording record here. Like that? I do. Get like a little spot down on the strip. A couple nights a week. Go bless the people with some nice vocals. I, I've heard you sing during the breaks. I'm impressed. Yeah. A lot better than uh, a lot, lot better than your boy here. You know, no one wants to hear this. No one wants to hear. You can't be singing. great at everything. You know what I mean. That's like, true. Let, I mean, let, I, the, let the guys yeah. like myself have some wins, some victories, some successes. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I know if I really went out and trained and got the pipes ready, I mean, I would probably win a Grammy. But... Uh, no. <laughs> but I like your confidence. We gotta be confident. Yeah, I do like, like your I've, confidence. I've, if I've learned anything from you, it's got to be confident. That's right. Um, I believe who will. A uh, couple thoughts, you know. Kenny going uh, taking the points with Nebraska uh, against you Ohio think of State. That? I, I I understand it. Um, I think there's a part of me that thinks Nebraska. Uh, sorry, Ohio State's going to want to kind of show up a little bit. They because look, you beat Penn State. It wasn't the prettiest. You got the win, but it it wasn't spectacular. And I don't know if Ohio State really needs to be spectacular. They just need to win out and they're in. But there's part of me that thinks Ohio State takes care of business. But I, I hear what Kenny's saying, that this is the Super Bowl for Nebraska. 
Are they? What are these players thinking about Scott Frost? I don't know the answer to that. You played against or coached against Scott Frost yeah. at UCF. They seem to embrace him, love him. I mean, they're still playing hard. You know, I think the they one, just had they've been snake bit, Sean, by so many. And, and we're not talking about mistakes. them winning outright either. Right. We're talking plus the spread. fourteen and a half, plus fifteen. I do think you're going to get a great performance by Adrian Martinez, coming off of a terrible one. Oh, he was awful. And I think he's going to bounce back and play his best game. My only concern is with Travion Henderson at running back, Ohio State's become very balanced offensively. I just don't know if I trust Nebraska defensively to hold up. But, hey, you know who I'm pulling for. I want Nebraska to win outright. <laughs> well, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. What matters? Because if Ohio State were to still run the table, they'd still no, get in. No, but again, then they'd I'm going to hope Michigan beats Ohio State. <laughs> and that way, then you're good. my Michigan State team can afford to lose one and still get in. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I mean, let's go Nebraska. Yeah, you might be. By the way, I, I don't what, – what does Nebraska do? Well – Because this was – this Here's what was I don't the know. golden child I don't know coming home. What Trev Alberts, who's the new athletic director at Nebraska, thinks of Scott Frost. If he thinks Scott Frost is the right guy, then you don't make a move. I think it doesn't matter who the head coach at Nebraska is. I just think Nebraska's in the wrong conference. I think for the areas that they have to be great at recruiting they'd have more cachet, impact, influence if they were in the Big 12 as opposed to the Big 10. They've got to be able to go into Texas and Oklahoma and compete for the top kids there. I mean, otherwise they're going to California, but you're going to California and sell a kid that you're playing Northwestern. You're playing Wisconsin. You know, so it's like you, you can't even sell a, a California kid that we're going to come play in California. You know, but if you were in the Big 12, now you could go recruit Texas, Oklahoma. Even though those two teams are going to the SEC, you could say, we're going to play Oklahoma State. We're going to play Texas Tech. You know, we're going to play TCU. You get to play in front of your home fans. Like, that's a big deal. You know, for where they recruit, you really can't ever promise those kids that they're going to be able to play at home in front of their loved ones at any point during their college career. I yeah. didn't. I didn't think that Scott Frost would – you know, get them back to mid '90s Nebraska. That's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they were, you know, when I was, you know, in middle school or whatever, elementary school, and thinking, "Hey, is anyone ever going to beat this team? Like, is this is this ever going to end?" And it it ended, and it's ended hard now. And the fact that they haven't had a winning season since he's been there—that's hard to sell. That's stunning to me. It is because. You know, when he took that UCF job, he was as hot of a candidate as anybody out there. He took UCF. They were winless in 2015. Mm-hmm. They went to a bowl bowl game his first year, and then they go undefeated his following year. He was there for two years, and now Scott Frost made a huge mistake. It's going to be 15 and he's 15 and 26. In, in my opinion, he made a huge mistake, and I understand completely why he made it, but I feel still think it was the wrong decision. He could have got the Florida job. You just job. don't turn down Gainesville to okay. go to Lincoln. And I know he right. played there, and I get it. But the problem in Nebraska is where do your players come from? The state of Nebraska does not produce enough high school talent hmm? to sustain a Power 5 college football program. 
the states surrounding Nebraska, for the most part, do not produce. So now you've got to go out of state. So what are you selling? Why would an elite kid from Texas go to Nebraska instead of University of Texas or Texas A&M? Why would an elite kid from Oklahoma not go to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State? Like, that's the problem with Nebraska. I don't think it's Scott Frost. Scott Frost is a good coach. But I, whoever gets that job, where do your players come from? If you're going to live and die in the junior college football world, now you're trying to remake your chemistry every year. Because a lot of times junior college kids have warts. Yep. It's the reason they're there. So not all of them, but a lot of them. So whoever gets that job, if, if I'm talking to Trevor Albers, I'm saying, I know we haven't finished above 500, but who are we going to get this better? Right, and that's and that's the question. I and I know we're kind of going in, you know, on a down a rabbit hole in Nebraska, but Wednesday. I, I the, so we were talking Nebraska. Well, the crazy, the, Ohio State. The crazy part is, you know, as we mentioned before, when Kenny, you know, uh, had a couple, you know, technical hiccups before he came back on, was they have played well. It's just, gosh, man, they just they are. I don't know what it is. There, there's some bad mojo out there to play like they did against Purdue and to lose that game with four turnovers, to play like they did in the second half against Michigan State, but then to give up a kickoff return or a punt return, play like they did against Michigan. Now, what may get Scott Frost fired is the Purdue-Illinois-type losses. Right. I think they, they, look, they were unprepared yeah, against yeah, Illinois. Yeah, they, they look bad. And, and you know, it's, it's part of the business. I would guarantee you this, he won't be unemployed long. No. <laughs> and if someone in the – He should have took Florida. I mean, you look at – He should have taken Florida. Yeah, 100%. I mean, think about the guys that turned down Florida. Chip Kelly and Scott Frost. So they're finally almost complete. They finally almost completed their new football-only facility. A lot of people don't know this. When it comes Florida. to the arm race, Florida's bottom half of the conference in football in the SEC. So they're just building a football-only building. They've been operating out of the stadium, you know, for the longest. So facility-wise, they're behind. You know, and that matters, man. These kids like nice, shiny things. They sure do. They sure do. Um, Having said that, I'm still not comfortable. I would play this just based on the respect I have for Kenny White. I wouldn't play this because of anything that Sean King and his genius mind had rationalized was the accurate side. I just, but, I mean, hey. Kenny brings it up. Okay, I give us some legit thought. Uh, Kenny's favorite play was Arizona Cal under 51 and a half. Uh, that makes sense to me. Yeah. I actually, I like that. I like the West Virginia under. I like the Auburn under. I like all three of those. Yeah, I think Auburn-Texas A&M is going to be a fascinating game. Um, you know, can, It's going to be violent. Can Calzada continue to play well like he did on the game of his life against Alabama? Um, I, I just like the spot. You know, the SEC is such a grind, and you know, we talked about, I talked about it a little bit earlier today, and I know you believe that Ole Miss is going to come out and just obliterate Liberty. Liberty stinks. I just look at, this is the biggest game for Liberty ever, maybe. Cigar bet? You take Liberty straight up? I take uh, <laughs> straight up? Ole Miss? No. Get out of here. Are you kidding well, me? Well, I mean, if it's a big game, either they're going to win it yeah, or they're going to lose and it. And that's why I took 10. I took 10 points with Liberty. Oh. Matt Corral's banged up. They've played five straight SEC games. I just think this is a Put tricky three spot. Three sticks, and we have Texas A&M and Auburn. You could throw a UNC Wake on there if you want. Oh, absolutely. Oh, 100%. <laughs> You're the best. Tim Wright, folks, the gift that just keeps on giving.
Yeah, you were pretty confident that Iowa. Why? Why are they an underdog? It's like to be negative towards Wisconsin because they've kind of gotten a pass for stinking. Wisconsin this year? Yeah, well, they're going to end up in the Big Ten championship game, which is wild in its own right. All right, when we come back, we'll take a look back at a little Thursday night football and get you ready for that. It's the nightcap. This is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. The Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th. Beeson will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on-location updates for all the action. Visit beeson.com slash SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million-dollar top prize. That's beeson.com slash SBNC. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. And one thing I just want to hit on, uh, Aaron brought it up yesterday, we didn't talk, touch on it, is now with Derrick Henry being out, Offensive Player of the Year has become uh, an interesting mm-hmm. discussion. And as you look at the odds, I think people would be surprised to see who is the leader, and it's Cooper Cup. He has no chance. I don't, I guess I don't fully understand... Yeah. That's a misprint. Um, but, I mean, he's been great. Cooper Cup's not winning NFL MVP. No, no, no. Offensive player of the year. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So offensive player of the year, if you look at it, last year was Derrick Henry. Two years ago, it was Michael Thomas. Mahomes won an 18. But this is the award where you do see non-quarterbacks win it. DeMarco Murray won it in 2014 when he went off. So it, it's almost like you have to have a – you know, Patrick Mahomesian type of year. Aaron Rodgers was MVP last year, but not offensive player of the year. So that's why you're seeing Cooper Cup at the odds that he's at. Uh, it's just, it's interesting. I mean, Derrick Henry was, I think, the favorite to win this award prior to the injury. And now we see Cooper Cup, who's who's been great. I made a nice call yesterday on the show. Yesterday, remember, we were talking Saints, and I said, watch Michael Thomas opt out. That was a great call. <laughs> You've been... I said, watch Michael Thomas yeah, opt out. That is a great call. And all of a sudden, he had a setback with his ankle rehab. He wasn't going out there on a, a 75, 80% ankle and have Trevor Simeon throw him into a, a catastrophe. And he's seen enough of Taysom Hill to know that's not worth it. They're, f- they're five and what, two? Yeah. I told you it was coming. I knew it. Five and two. Yep. Uh, Cooper Cup, by the way, right now has 10 touchdown receptions, 924 yards. It's... No, there's no way Cooper Cup's winning that. It looks like it, though, based on the odds. Based on the odds, yes. Well, if he's not going to win it, who would? It's a, long, it's a lot of season left. We're not even halfway through the year. I understand, but we discuss things, so I, I want to get your yeah. opinion. And, and has there ever been a year where a quarterback won MVP and a different quarterback won Offensive Player of the Year? Uh, because that list has all of these quarterbacks, no, but they're all in the MVP race. Yeah, it doesn't look like. Yeah, if you're gonna win, if you're gonna win, how do you win league MVP and not offensive player of the year? Yeah, it's interesting because you know Lamar didn't win it. In hey, 20- how does that make any sense? 
Well, Michael Thomas in 2019 was... Like, I was good enough as an offensive player to be MVP of the whole league, but I wasn't I wasn't good enough to be offensive player of the year. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, Michael Thomas in 2019 when he won offensive player of the year, 149 catches, 17, 25, and nine touchdowns. And I think this is more of a, a rookie of the year type of award. It doesn't matter what the record is. It's more statistically based... Uh, so it is. It's just an interesting discussion, and and it's something to keep an eye on. I I don't really have. I was surprised when we saw when I looked at these odds earlier today. I was like, wait, Cooper Cup is plus one ten, like by far and away the favorite. When you look at you know Devontae Adams, you know who missed a game um, with with COVID, um, but he's a guy. Um, I'm almost surprised Devontae Adams last year. I mean, I guess Derrick Henry ran for twenty one hundred yards, but Devontae Adams last year didn't win this award. Because of the numbers he put up, so just something to to keep a uh, to keep an eye out there. We got Thursday night football tomorrow, Sean. Yes, we do. And fighting Mike White. Yeah, your favorite quarterback in the league. You're wearing your Jets green right now. I'm all in, baby. Uh, on uh, I'm laying. I'm taking the points. Uh, by the way, Aaron Oster, uh, also our staff uh, research team, said 2011 Aaron Rodgers won MVP. Drew Brees, offensive. Player of the year. Mm, had to go back 10 years. There you go. It, it has. It's not likely. It has happened before and not that not that long ago. Could you imagine if you're Kyler Murray and let's just say the Bills make an unbelievable run and Josh Allen wins MVP and Cooper Cup wins offensive player over you. Maybe you win. And you guys have beaten the Rams twice and won the division. But it's all, I think, but if he has 18 touchdown receptions, I guess that's why he would win Offensive Player of the Year, just mm. based on stats. Yeah. Um, not on MVP, which is obviously incorporated with quarterback of a really good team. Um, so tomorrow night's game. Ten and a half is the number right now. What you thinking? In favor of the Indianapolis Colts. It feels like the Jets are going to be a public dog. A lot of people are going to want to grab the points with the Jets. What have you seen lately? What did I see last? I saw the New York Jets with Mike White put up crazy numbers, come back, beat the Bengals, and what did I see from the Colts? They lost to the Tennessee Titans. So it really, to me, Sean, feels like this is – there's going to be a lot of people who are taking the Jets tomorrow. And the look-ahead line, if you're wondering what the look-ahead line was, prior to Mike White's performance, it was 14 and a half. So on October 26, Sean, it was 14 and a half. When it reposted after this past weekend, it posted at 10 and a half and hasn't moved. Look up right quick. Where are the Jets rush defense? Because I think, you know, we talked to Brad a little bit earlier in the show, and... I mean, Mike White was just named, what, player of the week, offensive player of the week? Now, you believe, so I guess while you look up what the rush defense is, you have discussed how impressed you were by Mike White. Right. Can he, I don't even say duplicate, but have a similar type of performance, Sean, tomorrow night that he did against the Cincinnati Bengals. Absolutely. Take what the defense gives you, just like he did against, you know, the team prior. So is this a spot where you're going to want to take the points? 
I haven't decided yet. I'll make this decision during pregame. <laughs> you got to tell the listeners and you're the gonna, viewers now. I am excellent at I know you are telling pregame body language on who's ready to play and who's not. I also love when you when you say you're not going to bet something and you come in and you throw down a twenty stack of, of tickets. Action! Action! <laughs> <laughs> betting on betting on the Oilers in the uh, the Colorado did, Avalanche. Did the Oilers cover the puck line? They did. Absolutely. I'm not. I'm not saying that you're dumb. I'm just saying that you you come in, you surprise me with the bets that you make. Hey man, betting listen, on the Mac. A lot of different ways to make money. Day to day. I'll figure out which one fits. So is this my question to you though? Because I know how public betters are going to play this game they're going to see that point total they're going to take the points with the jets because it's a two and five football team against a three and five football team the two and five football team just beat the number one seed in the afc the quarterback threw for over 400 yards the three and five football team just blew a 14 nothing lead and now they're laying 10 and a half the public's going to want to take the points and i get it I understand it. That's what's scaring me off a little bit. Is this an overreaction? The line changed by four points, Sean. Right. Four points from one weekend. But it was also baking in that Mike White stinks, and he doesn't. So I think that's what's kind of incorporated here is there was an adjustment to Mike White not being awful. So right now, if the playoffs started, the Colts will be out. Correct. And their odds and their chances to make – you know to what win seed, the division. You know what pretty seed much the Colts gone. are in the AFC? Seed the Colts are? Yeah. Uh, they're what, three and five? They're eighth in the wild card uh, race. The Jets are ninth. Yeah. So I just got to see the body language. I know. Because Indianapolis put a lot into the Tennessee game. Mm-hmm. And they blew it. And can you imagine playing your butt off and your starting quarterback from your own end zone who's a right-handed thrower of the football? Attempts a left-handed pass under the rest that gets picked for six. That could deflate the whole organization. So I just got I just got to see what they look like in warm-ups. If Indy looks like, okay, they've gotten over that debacle last week and they're ready to go, I'll probably lay the points. But if they look lethargic and like, man, I can't wait to this season to get over. Because I can always tell. You've seen me show you before. I know. No, I, I, I'll, I'll make a decision in pregame warm-ups. I'm just curious about Mike White and the performance that he had yesterday. And you look at on the road this year, they opened up with that five-point loss to the Panthers. By the way, is Corey Davis playing not to cut you off? uh, Or is he out? Because he was out last week. I don't know. But they lost to the Broncos on the road, 26-0, and lost to the Patriots by 41. Those are their three true road games. They they beat the Titans. At home. Oh, okay. So this is in Indianapolis. I got you. So I'll see him pregame. Mike White's jersey's gonna be up in the Hall of Fame. I'll make an educated pregame guess. Yeah. We'll see. Colts. Playing ten and a half. It's the nightcap here on Visa. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been The podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Indeed helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Wrapping things up here on the nightcap, Scott Seidenberg will carry you home through the wee hours of the evening. He's up next with a look ahead. Uh, The Golden State Warriors improved to an NBA best, Sean. Six and one. Still minus Clay, too, right? Uh, Yeah. Yes. And I think Wiseman. Yep. Impressive. They are the uh they are the best defensive team in the league right now. Uh they win 104 to 92. Uh the Warriors have overtaken the Heat as the best defensive team in the league and a 6 and 1 record to uh start the season. How about Gary Payton the second had a big game, 14 points off the bench. So 
Uh, Twitter was buzzing about the performance from Gary Payton the second. Jordan Poole, 31 points tonight. Steph Curry finished with 15, uh, 3 of 11 from 3 as the Warriors win, 114-92. to 92. And uh, I know our guy Brad was hoping for some assists from yeah, the Mellow Ball. Yeah, he got him. He got him. So, you know, Brad and his prop plays coming home. Um, you know, to wrap things up, the, we, we started the show talking to uh, John Kuhn, former uh, fullback for the Green Bay Packers, still up there in uh, in that area hosting a radio show. And I think he's kind of the same mindset as you, Sean. It's just we don't know. We, we haven't seen a ton of, uh, of Jordan Love. Um, Aaron Rodgers ran that game plan in Arizona, but he had no – Weapons to throw to out wide. Uh, remember, Tunyon's loss for the year, so right. a big loss there. Uh, but still has those backs and Jones. And they were unable and to get a tight end at the trade deadline. I heard they were kicking around Evan Ingram. Yeah, that was a name guys, floated out there. I guess they didn't get anything done, so they're to the backup tight end then. Yeah. Interesting. Um, you said no Tunyon. But you look at LaFleur and the game plan that he, and I'm sure Aaron Rodgers had – you know, work together on. How much trust do you have in Matt LaFleur to know? I mean, the guy is 33-7 and seven is taking over as a head coach. Mm-hmm. And once again, it helps to have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time on your team. But when you look at that spread of seven and a half, knowing that Matt LaFleur is over there on that sideline, he knows everything that is, you know, uh, that that is to know about Jordan Love. He knows his strengths. He knows his weaknesses. He knows what he can do. So... How much confidence do you have in him to put out to have the right game plan ready to go for this game? Well, I think the first time, first thing they're going to do is try and shorten the game, which is what Green Bay did a good job of, I thought, in Arizona. Oh, they did a tremendous job. Yeah, so if they can be as effective running the ball, because that's what made the game plan in Arizona work, their effectiveness running the football, that allow him to kind of have the same game plan. Aaron Rodgers did a lot of – Play action, bootleg, getting out of the pocket, kicking the ball in the flat, you know, not being super aggressive down the field, just getting first downs. You know, the time of possession, they dominated. Mm-hmm. They, were, I, they had like 21 minutes in the first half. Yeah, and I'm sure Matt will try and duplicate, you know, that same game plan. And against the Chiefs defense, that's been far from dominant. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see that happening. You know, so we'll see. The question will be, of course, Aaron Rodgers was unbelievably efficient. On third down, when asked, made some tremendous throws that picked up first downs. So it'll be up to Jordan Love to make some of those decisions and complete some of those throws. But the Matt LaFleur question, I think the game plan will be very similar. Yeah, I agree. And when you have those two running backs and Jones and Dillon and a defense that is gettable in the Chiefs, I think that's what you have to do. You know, making your think back to your first start in your career. Did they and you had that defense there uh, for for Tampa? Certainly, the Green Bay Packers don't have that defense. But when you think about the game plan that you ran early on in your career, was it a lot of short reads, a lot of simple throws? What what what? Well, what no, kind I, of game I, plan I, I, I was dropping di- I was dropping dimes though. You know, like Monday Night Football first start Minnesota. I'm dropping dimes. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't apply to him. The only difference was I was at home. Right. He's on the road. Mm-hmm. In Kansas City, it's going to be lively. Difference. Communication becomes an issue, you know. So I agree with John in that they probably won't have 
a tremendous amount of check with me's where I feel like when Aaron is the quarterback, every play is a check with me. He has the autonomy to get in or out almost anything that's called. Uh, I think Jordan in a lot of those situations, they may have some check with me's that involve two runs, you know, running away from, you know, the extra defender. But it won't be, in my opinion, a lot of check out of runs, check in the passes. And Kansas City probably will know that. I could see them adjusting slightly their personality and saying, let's really pressure the young quarterback early and see if he can handle it. And if he stays composed, makes a couple throws, makes a couple of guys miss, makes some big plays, then, you know, they might, you know, become more conservative. But I think the game flow will tell a lot. It's probably a game, if I'm going to wager, I'll do in-game betting because I want to see, you know, what Jordan looks like, you know, Matt LaFleur might just say, you know what, we're going to throw it 10 times. And if my offensive line, if I think you guys are as good as, you know, I think, then we'll line up and we'll move Kansas City. We'll move grown men against their will and we'll run the football down their throat. He might say, you know, we had the whole offseason, Jordan, with Aaron not here. You know, you've driven this car before. Listen, I'm going to let you drive. I'm not even going to put the map quest on. You know, you get in and you get us you know, to our destination, which is victory. So it can go a lot of different ways. I just think the one thing is don't forget Jordan was there all offseason mm-hmm. when Aaron was on his boycott. So he's not like the guy that's been in Aaron's shadow the entire time. He's had some stretches where he's been the head dog. You know, he's been in charge. And so I say that to say his voice will not be unfamiliar to his teammates. So, so that, that, that'll that help. And, you know, we'll just see how he handles it. I hope he balls out. I really do. I do too. Because I hate when a guy like Jordan Love, who I think is talented, gets put in this situation due to no fault of his own. He could have went to a whole lot of other teams, and he could be Justin Herbert right now. But he went to the one place that has a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback that didn't want him there. And the whole public – knows that he didn't want him there, that he wanted them to draft someone else, and he's probably going to leave because of that decision. So the amount of pressure and scrutiny that's going to put on Jordan Love, I think is going to be unfair, but hopefully he's ready for it. Yeah. Uh, Once again, that spread right now, seven and a half in favor of the Chiefs. I can tell you one thing. There's going to be a whole lot of teasers with Kansas City. Teased down to one, one and a half. There's some people that have Kansas City right now that are doing the cabbage patch. The ones that got him at minus two. You know, minus one, you know what I mean? Plus one. Yeah, like they're doing the cabbage patch right now. In the words of Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. Yeah, I, I've seen this happen. We just saw it. We've seen, I mean, all last week was this be this scenario, right? Cooper Rush against Minnesota. Uh, Mike White against the Bengals. Yeah. I know it was Aaron Rodgers, but nobody out there thought that the Packers would go into Arizona undefeated without Devontae Adams, without Alan Lazard, with all the injuries, and win that game. So Did I see A.J. Green is in COVID protocol? Did, 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 did Aaron text us that? Uh, I believe he did. Uh, yeah, he is on the COVID list right now for the yeah. Cardinals. So that's so he don't have to talk to the media during the week? Somebody asking what in the world you were doing. <laughs> um, got a couple couple games tomorrow. Um, did I? Did you not think that the Lafayette line was a little short? Georgia State going to Lafayette. It's only it's less than two touchdowns. It is twelve. Yeah, I kind of thought that was a little maybe juicy, a little nice Thursday Thir- night play on the, the Raging Cajuns. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, why not? You gonna roll with Billy Napier here? Yeah. Cause you you roughed them up when you were there? Oh yeah, we broke the scoreboard. I think we made them build a new stadium. So Lafayette last week won forty five to nothing over Texas State. And mm-hmm. now Georgia State comes to town and that line is a little short. Georgia State uh Georgia State's now won three in a row. Hey, who they beating? Uh, they beat the mighty UL Monroe Warhawks okay. uh, by 34, beat Texas State, and they just beat Georgia Southern. Clay Helton's new squad. Wow. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Congratulations, Clay. You must be a heck of an interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be on the Raging Cajuns come tomorrow. Yeah, I think I'll like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Text Napier tonight. Let's go, baby. Get, get Billy a new job. Fired up to get a new job. The interesting offseason. All right. We got Thursday night football. You are going to wait. Jets and Colts. Free game. See right. with the body language. But I will be betting the Raging Cajuns minus the 12. We're gonna go, uh, we're going to follow Brad. Michael Carter over four and a half receptions. That's, I like that. That's the one I, I want to look at. Mike White, Dinkin and Duncan to his uh, Only time I'll be rooting for receiver. Tar Heel the entire weekend. Go wake. Go wake. Just kidding. Go Tar Heels. It is the nightcap. Scott Seidenberg is coming up next. He will have you covered for the next three hours. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.